it's like the rise of the feminine is not women are taking over the world. No, that's moving from one growth edge to, to the next, right? So the feminine is rising to meet the masculine. We're not, right? And, and eventually the masculine is going to serve the feminine, which I will explain a little bit more, but it's not from a place of men serving women. It's right, it's the feminine is the embodiment of intuition, of wisdom, of feeling, of sensation, of heart, of slowing down, right? It's in the space, it's in the slowing down that we connect. And then the masculine is the action, is what are we gonna do about it? How are we gonna bring this into form? So that's the difference. Welcome home to Soul Shine Radio. I'm your hostess, Lindsay Martin-Ellis, embodied intuitive, spiritual guide, author, and speaker. This is your sacred virtual sanctuary where myself and heart-centered guest experts will be sharing through a multidimensional lens our innate wisdom, practices, transmissions, and activations to support you in navigating the integration of your spiritual journey and human experience. I am here to help you bring the pleasure presence and play back into your soul's evolution to surrender into the great mystery so that you can embody your magic and become a magnet for miracles and of course to remind you of the gift in breaking wide open because it's the cracks that allows your light to shine through it's time to unleash and radiate your unique soul shine because the world craves your radiant light now more than ever you ready Let's do this, love. Hello, soul fam. I'm on my moon cycle. It's a rainy day. We're getting a cold front here in Florida, (laughs) which is like the 60s and 50s, (laughs) but we'll take what we can get. And I'm feeling a little bit mellow, but wanted to come in and just give a brief synopsis of this episode, which is a deep dive into our evolution and human potential. And I'm in this moment feeling like I don't need a lengthy intro because I recorded this live in my private Facebook group about a week ago, just shy of a week ago. And it stemmed from the shift of my community from the Awakened Woman Collective to the Awakened Feminine Collective. And I kind of just go on a riff. It's like a 45-minute riff around my new levels of understanding, awareness, layers of consciousness. I kind of go into a little bit of everything, human design, the gene keys, human potential, the feminine and masculine poles that reside within each and every one of us. (laughs) Um, And it's just feeling so good to share from the heart. Like I had no agenda, but you know, there was so much that I wanted to to share. And what I'm also recognizing is my deep desire to unlock my potential and to unlock, you know, to to see the potential in others because I've felt like I've always had this desire to unlock my highest potential, but the come from was from a very wounded place, (laughs) from a place of just being out of harmony with those masculine and feminine poles. And now it's coming from such a different space. And I just recognize how much people almost fight for their limitations. You know, it's like, it's like people needing to be right in order to continue the story of our limitation. 
and why I love this evolving this this evolving of my understanding of the gene keys and our DNA and the importance of us integrating our shadow. I mean, so much of what I'm taking in right now with the gene keys is my work. You know, it's like, oh yeah, this is what I do, right? It's like integration of wholeness. It's not banishing aspects of self. It's not avoiding. It's not trying to make something go away. It's like, can we just recognize that we're human and we're flawed and we have shadows And once we are in full acceptance after we've moved the energy and the hurt and the emotions and all of that stuff and blockages and density that's in the way, what's the treasure in that? And it's blowing my mind how much of the course of the last two years in particular are in true alignment with what I came here to do and who I came here to be and how I'm just scratching the surface of fully embodying that. And and now I'm just even more excited to continue to see where my future leads, lead, <laughs> leads me. Yeah. <laughs> Words where my future leads me because I can feel that level of trust and, and just presence within myself that is, you know, it's like, okay, I've done the work I've reprogrammed. And now it's just, this is just my resonance. And you know, so many people are suffering. And what's coming to mind in this moment is the news of Twitch this week committing suicide. And for those of you, you know, who know him on So So You Think You Can Dance and the Ellen DeGeneres show and just like this pure bringer of joy and love and light and smiles and, you know, just so much, it's just feeling like so much pressure on this planet. And, um, and like the stakes are high and we're just feeling more and there's just so much transition happening and who knows who knows what was in the cards for for him and what he was truly going through but i think it's that piece that is reminding me i think of again like the finitude of this life in this body and also just how much we feel that we're alone and how isolated we feel and how much we feel like we can't be ourselves and that's why I'm so committed to authenticity and vulnerability and intimacy and and like playing with that on here in this platform and also through my book and just wherever I can with my clients like the level of permission of like the humanness that I think so many people don't recognize and I also want to mention um Stutz the documentary it's it's like a, I think it's only like an hour and a half documentary with uh, Jonah Hill's therapist Stutz, and it's so funny because I was watching it with my husband this week, and he was like, "Lindsay, this is what you teach." Like you, he's like, "It's a very it's in a very different mechanism," but he's like, "This is what you do. This is how you help people." And I go, "I know. This is literally the secret to everything. <laughs> it's like wholeness, right? Like integrating our shadow into our being, right? Like." You know, thinking that if we have success or we have money or if we have our dream partner that all of a sudden we're going to feel differently and it's not true. It's like that inner reality. It's that inner game. And I, I continue to just be so excited that there's now because I love learning. I love reading. I love, you know, expanding my layers of awareness and understanding But, you know, now for most people who are like just binging Netflix just to like decompress, I love how there's all of these 
documentary documentaries that are popping up that are you know it's like making the, the door it's like showing people the doorway right it's like oh this is in the top 10 okay so Stutz was um it was just oh I loved there's so many elements that I loved about that vulnerable look inside Jonah Hill's life and his bravery and courage to be authentic and real and honest and same thing with his therapist I think his name's Philip Stutz I believe and just his layer of intimacy with his struggles and oh my gosh it's just that piece around like yes hello we're human we hurt we experience heartbreak we experience emotions like things happen the world gets you know shaken underneath us the rug gets pulled out from underneath our feet and I think we have this idea of just through programming that you know if like if we once we get this thing that that will all go away and it's that hamster wheel that is continually you know causing us to seek and to find our answer and to hope that that will solve everything when it's not true. So, and I just, I feel it in myself now. It's like my level of, of, of excitement to grow, continue to unlock my potential and grow into my highest timeline and, and how I get to feel in that process. Like I'm so excited, but the, the pressure of the rush is just, it's like dissipating. I just, it feels so different in my body. I can't really explain it. I'm still in the middle of this like new baseline and it's hard to kind of put into words. So yeah, I talk about human design a bit in this episode. I talk about a lot about the gene keys and, and really where I'm at in terms of geeking out on the, on the gene keys after a long time of really not consuming anything new and how much you know, Richard Rudd is an expander for me in so many ways and how he leads from the heart and from that spirit led place and just through a, a lens of humility and also relatability. I love his relatability and I feel that that is also one of my gifts and what I also feel passionate about is like accessibility and relatability for people in, in the form of leadership um, and like I said, I talk about my my Facebook group name. My program's called the Awakened Woman Circle, and you know it's like moving from gender to like no, this is literally about the frequency of the planet and how now all of a sudden you know the feminine is rising, and to not make it about men and women, you know. And and I feel really passionate about this. It's like this is the, in the form of of evolution, and this is in the form of the masculine serving the feminine from just this place of evolution in terms of the, the, the poles that reside within every single human. So I talk about this, right? It's like, it's not men serving women. It's the masculine serving the feminine where for a long, long, long time, it was the feminine serving the masculine and it doesn't, it doesn't work. It's not sustainable because, and that's why we're seeing the upheaval on the planet because again, like the feminine is the slowing down it's the space it's the feeling it's the intuition it's that connection it's that heart it's that love it's that compassion it's that understanding it's that bringing everybody along with us and then through that we create we turn the formless into form we take action we move you know and so it's and that's also what I teach <laughs> through my own like shit storm of being completely out of harmony for most of my life what I teach now is it's like, no, we got to come back into the body. We got to feel again. We got to connect with that deep rooted place of wisdom that resides within us 
allow us to access our divinity. And then we use the logical mind. And then we, you know, call in the outside support. Then we call on our mentors. Then we read the books, not the other way around. And I'm just so fascinated. And and this is why I love these living transmissions like human design and gene keys and astrology and all the things, because it's like you can't make it up. I mean, once you actually really start to know and feel it and understand the wisdom and the connection and like you just it's so affirming because you know, a lot of times we want to say things are woo-woo or it's like, okay, we can't prove this. We need to see this with the naked eye. But there's a part of you when you start to open up a little bit and you're like, and it usually happens when you're like going through a dark night of the soul or, you know, you're like, I'm helpless. I need something. (laughs) You know, you kind of start seeking to be like, I need to feel something. Like I need to, I need an understanding. I need to fix this. And then you start to feel so seen and met when you're like, oh my gosh, I'm not crazy. This is literally how I feel inside, but this isn't the norm, quote unquote. And I'm just so much more confident and like, well, uh, duh, it makes sense that, you know, it's so scary to go against the grain at first, but this is how we evolve. If we keep doing the same thing over and over again, what is that? Insanity. And then there's no evolution. So I'm just noticing that there's something around my soul and why I came here in terms of understanding evolution and supporting our evolution. And again, from this place of simplicity and relatability where it's like, this doesn't need to be some huge spiritual, you know, like, it's just, it's crazy because like spirituality, I'm even changing my relationship with spirituality. And it's like, this is just what it is. It's universal intelligence. It's universal law. It's, it's wisdom. It's, it's just what is like, this is evolution. This is expansion. This is the shift in consciousness that's happening on the planet. And that is where I'm like, and then of course, you know, all of the the embodiment work, right? Because it's got to be in our bodies. It can't just be in the mind. We can't just read our gene keys and be like, oh yeah, okay, I'm good. No, we've got to practice it. We've got to embody it. We've got to live it. We've got to experiment. We've got to try things on. We've got to take risks. And that's why it takes so much courage to follow the soul because there's risk. There's lots of disruption. There's change, right? There's moving. There's leaving relationships. There's entering relationships. There's leaving jobs. There's moving across the country. It, there's dissolving of things. <laughs> so, oh my goodness. Yeah, it's a lot. So, you know, I think I probably just want to leave it that, at that. And it's funny, I actually talk about this mystical experience that I had on twelve twelve, which I've shared a little bit. I shared the mystical experience related to Egypt and joy. There's a couple. I I think I talked about the mystical experience with my dad when I woke up to singing "It's a Beautiful Morning," and my dad texted me that exact thing. It's a beautiful morning with an exclamation point while I was in the middle of like dancing around the kitchen, jamming out to that song. There's just so many. I can't remember if I've shared about the bluebird story with joy. (laughs) That one was probably one of the most mystical experiences that I've had. But I had one in the middle of the night. Do I even want to get into it? I think I'll get into like the surface level because there was there's so much that I haven't even fully processed yet and I'm not ready to share it. But it was my dear friend Kate's birthday on December 11th. And for some reason on Sunday... 
I swore, which that was December 11th, I swore that it was the 10th. I just swore that it was the 10th. I'm like, oh, Kate's birthday's tomorrow. I'm going to give her a call, you know. And then I go to sleep on Sunday evening. So it's her birthday and I hadn't reached out to her and she's one of my dearest friends. And (laughs) I shit you not, I wake up to my phone blasting at the highest volume a actually it was a gene keys because I I don't even know how this came up but I I must have been listening to something it was a 10 minute video from Richard Rudd talking about the importance of pausing and oh I forgot okay I forgot to share this part first so I look at my phone it's 12 12 in the morning on December 12th So I wake up. So I go to bed. It's December 11th. I wake up to this thing blasting and it is 12-12 on 12-12 and it scared the living bejesus out of me. And all of a sudden I get this like rush of energy and I'm feeling that like it's like it's Kate's birthday. It's Kate's birthday. And I remember being like, okay. And I'm like, like talking to the voice inside me. I'm like, okay, it's Kate's birthday. Yeah, it's, it's, it's today. Like, I didn't register yet that I saw that it was 1212, but I was like, wait, what do you mean? Her birthday is today. Why? Do, like, it's 1212. Why do I have to reach out to her now? I don't understand. What's the big deal? And so I get up and I'm like, holy shit, it's the 12th. It's no longer her birthday. And so I have this rush of shame come over me, this rush of like, oh my gosh, this is such an important person in my life. I did not reach out to her. And I felt terrible. And I'm like groggy in the middle of sleep. Mind you, I forgot to mention this part. So I went to bed at probably like 930 and woke up at 1212 and I woke up at some point in between 930 and 1212 to I was looking on my wall and it was like the Gene Keys. If you know the Gene Keys logo with all of the dots, which are the actual spheres of the Gene Keys, I I woke up to that like on my wall, lit up on my wall, (laughs) like seeing things on my wall and being like, what is happening? And then I went back to sleep. And then that whole thing happened at 1212, which then I went and sent my friend a voice message and told her about the whole thing and screenshotted. And I was in the middle of sending her this message like, I missed your birthday, but I feel like I was woken up by spirit to to like wake up now and to tell you happy birthday. And it was at 1212 in the morning. Mind you, she lives in Colorado. So so in the middle of sending the message, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's 1012 where you are. I didn't miss your birthday. And I'm literally processing this whole thing and celebrating. And I'm still, my heart rate is still up from my phone, just blasting this Richard Rudd, you know, riff on pausing. And all of a sudden I go on her Facebook because I'm like, I'm like, I'm confused at this point. At this point, it's the middle of the night. I'm like, am I why am I so screwed up what's going on with her birthday did I miss it didn't I and I I look and it shows her birthday is 12 um December 11th and then um and then I'm seeing all these posts and I see she lost her significant other Tom several years ago and I see there's a post from the year prior and it's somebody tagging her in a post on Tom's birthday which was 12 21 21 so like I'm literally seeing all these 12s and 1s. So Kate's birthday is 12-11. So it's 12-11-22 right now. They, I see this post from Tom 
or for Tom's birthday. And it's 12, 21, 21 was when that happened. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And then I wake up at 12, 12. So anyways, <laughs> I send her this whole thing and like just going through this whole process of what just happened and how I literally got this impulse. It was like, it's Kate's birthday. Get up. And how is it possible that 12 to, at 12, 12 on 12, 12, I get my phone just starts playing. How is that possible? My phone's charging. My phone just starts playing a video as loud as possible, which mind you, my husband didn't. I'm like the next day. I'm like, did you hear me? I was up a lot last night. And he's like, no, I heard nothing because sometimes he'll wake up, but he's a very heavy sleeper. So I'm just like, what the heck? So the next day, Kate gets my messages and she's like, oh my gosh, don't worry about it. But she was like, yeah, that like my birthday is 1211. Tom's is 1212 and or sorry, 1221, which is on the solstice, which is also auspicious. And she's like, um, and she goes like ones and twos have always been my numbers. And of course, it's like 1212 on 1212. And I just have full body chills and I feel like I got woken up to actually, I don't know, to just not miss her birthday because I think I would have felt so bad (laughs) that I missed it, that I still was able, like where she was, I got woken up at that auspicious date and time, 1212 on 1212, so that I could send her the message to be like, oh my gosh, I didn't miss your birthday. So I don't know about you, but stuff like that, you just can't make up. And the more that things like that happen and... I wasn't really going to go here, but, you know, I felt Tom and I felt and, you know, Kate and I are super open about all of this and I just felt his presence. Like, I can't explain it. I had this whole warm blanket. I was trying to explain it to her. Like, I felt my whole body. I could just feel warmth and I felt I felt like this warm, energetic presence. And I feel like it was a little wink from him, a little sign from him and also a sign to be like, uh, you just miss like one of your dearest best friend's birthdays, you better get your ass up and not screw this up. Even though she totally was like, it's not a big deal, but it was a big deal to me because she's a very important person in my life and probably the person that I tell the most to outside of my husband. And we just have such a deep soul connection. And I'm getting emotional thinking about this, like that I could have missed that. Like, I don't want to miss important, like, you know, monumental days and meaningful milestones of the people that I love. And I don't know, I think it's just that reminder of presence. And the whole thing was just so crazy to me how all of that played out. And I just love that I have that message that I sent to her. I screenshotted, I actually screenshotted 1212 on 1212 because I was like, I can't make this up, but this all happened in this way. And I, it also is a sign to me because it was Richard Rudd. It could have been anything that started playing, but it was Richard Rudd, you know, and there was this moment where he was talking about the, the sacredness and the importance of pausing to create the space for the transformation. And then the fact that I like woke up, whether I was dreaming or not, who knows, but like I, I could see on my wall in my dream state, like this whole the Gene Keys logo, like the spheres just moving and, and lit up. Um, and so it also is a sign to me of like, you know, that I'm on the right path and that there's a reason why, 
I'm feeling connected to the Gene Keys right now and why I'm so intrigued by them and, and how excited I am to read and to listen and to consume, which I haven't wanted to consume in so long. And this was such that reminder that I'll feel it. Like, I'll know. I don't need to consume unless I get like this, this level of excitement and just zest for learning and exploring. And I love to learn. I love to read. I love, I do, but I can feel it now. It's like, oh, wow, okay, I'm reading this book and I can feel the wisdom activating inside of me. It's not like external knowledge. It's, ooh, this is opening up the internal wisdom that lives inside of me. It's coming from a very different place. So, hmm, I think I'll leave it there. That was kind of a lot. <laughs> and, you know, I love that I'm practicing sharing. Um experiences that are happening in my life and the magic and it's like I cannot make this up and and in a you know it's like again going back to that place of I don't need anyone to believe me but it's also that piece of I'm having so much fun and there's so many signs all around me and and now you know that's there's a lot of things that happen in my dream state and and now it's like whoa what was that that was fun you know not trying like not trying to overthink it but just like wow I had this amazing experience that I will never forget related to Kate's birthday and just like ah, that visceral feeling that I felt and just how everything kind of played out after that. There's a deeper meaning there and I get to trust that and I get to lean into that and I don't need to be ashamed of it or try to hide it from anyone or and I really don't need anybody, you know, like anybody's approval or anybody's opinions, right? Right. These are my experiences and and that takes the pressure a lot off because again, like nobody can take that experience away from me. Nobody was in my bed at that moment feeling what I was feeling, having like that like feeling of love and warmth and connection and presence. And like, like I can't even put it into words. Like no one, no one will be able to take that experience away from me. And I love that the more that I continue to lean in, the more that I continue to, have these experiences and feel more and sense more. And this is where like my level of fear is just dissolved and the trust is there and the faith is there. And it's like, oh, I have no idea where we're headed. I have no idea what's on the other side of this earth plane. I have a sense, but I have no idea and I likely will never know. And I'm just so okay with it. Like I'm just, I'm really basking in the journey now more than ever and the experience of the process. I'm truly understanding that whole piece and premise around, oh yeah, it's the process. It's the journey. It's like, who am I while I'm creating this thing? Who am I being while like moving through this process or this experience? And so I'm excited to share more in the episode to hear more about my perspective on evolution and why we're here and just some new levels of awareness that are opening up for me. And I hope that it supports you. <sighs> yeah, I hope it supports you during this wild, wild, wild um, event here on planet Earth. <laughs> All right, much love to you. Happy holidays and would love to know what's opening up. Remember, continue to share the love, to subscribe, rate and review. It just helps me to continue to spread the good word. And um, I hope you have a beautiful start to your week. Mwah.
a deeper dive into our evolution and human potential. Okay. So let me take a brief moment to connect. So taking one collective breath in. Calling all parts of ourselves back to us, connecting to the present moment and exhaling. <sighs> what is not truth? What is not present? What is not in authentic alignment? So with this group, I have changed the name to the Awakened Feminine Collective. It's been on my heart for quite a bit um, as I'm deepening in my understanding of why I'm here. and. I wanted to explain why the change and hmm, where do I even want to start here? So I, it's been a couple of years of, of seeking and the seeking came from this place of initial just desperation of wanting to feel, of wanting answers, of wanting clarity, of wanting to unlock more of myself. And now I'm in this place of seeking for the pure delight of it. And also with a deep knowing that I will never have the answers. And so there's a, a bit of... um like the surrender and the the harmony and the peace within my being that it's like, ah, yes, there will always be more questions, right? Like each answer leads me to a new question and it feels so delightful to be in that space. And this is my, my new Bible at the moment, <laughs> the gene keys, embracing your higher purpose and it's so fascinating how I look back on my life and the decisions that I've made from that were out of this, that were stemming from this desperate place and how it's, it's now much gentler because I now embrace the, the pain because it's in the pain that leads us into the breakthrough that creates the stillness that allows for the spaciousness within to understand the deeper meaning of why we are experiencing conflict or polarity or hurt or a trigger or, you know, some sort of emotion that is being conjured up within our bodies. And, you know, when I first was introduced to human design several years ago, it, I was gifted a session by my mentor and beauty counter and immediately felt like this uh, crystallization of anchoring inside my body. And then I just kept being shown human design, human design, human design, and, and followed this path of geeking out on it and, and wanting to receive all of it. And if you're familiar with human design, I'm a one, three profile and part of Part of my role here on this planet is to have a solid foundation to, to, to really have a solid foundation of, of why of learning. Like I love to learn and I love to understand. And that's also part of my life's work in my gene keys. 
And so what I, what I realized is I've been kind of, in terms of human design, I've been disconnected from it for a bit. I've been feeling like I've, my, my work with human design is complete. And it's been frustrating because I've had people, I've had a lot of referrals and it's mostly been through word of mouth. I don't really promote it much. And I've, it's been a steady, you know, income stream for me. And I always enjoy it when I, when I do these sessions. And I just kind of started evolving it and including more of my intuitive work and my embodiment work. And, you know, people are often left feeling affirmed, feeling like they have clarity, but it just was feeling like it do- it didn't fulfill me in the same way. And so I kind of just left it. So just this like deep trust that my work with human design felt complete, even though you know, what's interesting is I notice when I, when I love to have a solid foundation and I research things, it's like, it's coming from this place of wisdom, not knowledge. So knowledge is, is, is right. Is looking outside of self for answer where wisdom is allowing what's presented to us in the external world to ignite the flame of wisdom that already lives within within us. And with human design, it just felt like it was so effortless and it was easy for me. And I I it's like I knew it before I already read it because the what the wisdom was inside of me. And and then I just was like, okay, I get to let this go and and be patient and trust that if I'm meant to work with this tool, which is really just a, a synthesis of wisdom, a living, living transmission, that I will. So with Gene Keys, thanks to my girl Miranda, she was met, a lot of people have told me you gotta, you gotta, you gotta look at Gene Keys, you gotta look at Gene Keys. And I never had any desire. And so this is what starts to be truly fun when you when you start to know, like it's what what you say yes to and what you say no to. There was no desire. I wasn't ready for it yet. And then Miranda had me on one of her live stream summits where I talked about it was a human design and gene keys summit. And I started to have the itch. And then I started seeing gene keys everywhere. I started seeing the book pop up in my Amazon card. I just started feeling this impulse that I was ready. And I bought the book and it is a, it is a Bible. And I just started going to town and it, I, and I haven't put it down since. And what's interesting is I've had friends who have talked to me recently about human design and they're like, I want you to do a session for me for, I'm sorry, for Gene Keys. And I'm like, I literally just started exploring and they're like, I want you, I want you to do my sessions. And I, and I know it's because people feel that there's a connection. There's a connection here with my love and understanding of this wisdom. And, you know, the these technologies stem from the ancient teachings of the Chinese I Ching, and then human design was comprised of that, and now gene keys is 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 comprised of that, and so it's like the the Russian dolls, right? Where it makes sense because what happens is is once we start to unlock this potential within us, once the consciousness is shifting on the planet, right? There's, there's an evolved, um, there's an evolved form of what already exists, right? We're like expounding upon this living transmission. Gene keys is very dense. It is so deep 
and so rich and I cannot get enough of it. And what I'm, and I'm taking my time where normally I geek out on things and I'm like, I go so fast through it first. I'm taking my time and I, it's insane how much has opened up within me. And so right now I'm, I'm focusing on my life's work and I'm focusing on my evolution and how they oppose each other and how my life's work is connected to a thematic in my life around why I'm here for my own evolution and for the evolution of this planet. And the question is always, how can I, like, how, what is my contribution to the, to the greater whole? And what's fascinating about, what's fascinating about the gene keys and why I love Richard Rudd is, well, first of all, his humility and being student and teacher and just being so humble about the fact that he just, he didn't do anything, right? He just continued to come home to self and, and became a conduit for this amazing divine consciousness, this tool that's helping people come home to their authentic nature and to their potentiality in this lifetime and beyond. And, and truly recognizing the, the gift in our shadow and how our shadow and our victim consciousness, right? How that, like we can perpetuate these patterns based on these shadows, but the gift is in the shadow, right? It's like the treasure is in the trigger. The treasure is in the trauma. And, and I realize, right? Like that is what I love. Like I love going deep. I love my discomfort. I love my tears. I love when I feel that resistance because I know it means that I'm growing. And What's also fascinating is so much of my, and this is probably going to be a long live and I'm just going to, I'm, I'm letting it come out because it, it's here. So much of my background in, you know, biology and chemistry and physics is starting to come full circle. I'm like remembering classes. For example, I'm understanding the laws of thermodynamics and how I can apply entropy and energy to my body, to this planet, to the cosmos. And it's like, oh my gosh, this had to happen this way. Like everything had to happen this way, of course. And science is now able to prove that we are no longer victim of our DNA, that we absolutely have the opportunity to change our DNA through our environment. And our environment is just not where we reside. Like, yes, there's a lot to do with, right? Where are we growing up? In what society? How are we raised? But also the mindset, the thoughts, the belief systems. And that's why it's, you know, in our childhood, <laughs> we're like sponges and we create the this conditioning in order to feel safe. And so it's like we we get we come into this world pure and then we have all of this conditioning that needs to happen so that we can basically in our adult life come back to wait, those aren't my beliefs. Wait, I don't feel that way anymore. Wait, I'm not fulfilled in this job. Wait, I don't feel met in this relationship. I don't want to live here. I don't want to be I don't want to feel this way. And 
it is such a deep desire for me. Like I have always been able to see the potential in everything in myself, even when I like didn't lack confidence, which is a huge part of my shadow is lack of confidence and trust in myself. I still had the belief that I could transmute it. And I always see the potential in other people. And this is why I do trigger a lot of people. And this is why I've always been told by my friends, like, I never sugarcoat. And I, it's like coming from love, but being direct, right? Like being direct with an open heart. And this is why I love my client, Aileen, who says, I have a gentle approach to, to mentoring that is also no bullshit. Like I'm not here. Like I'm here for all of our transformation and, and I can, and it's all encoded in my DNA and all of our DNA. And so I wanted to share. First, I think I'll share my life's work sphere is the shadow of exhaustion, the gift of resolve in the city, which is the divine essence of divine will. And normally by December, I'm like a puddle of mess on the floor. I'm burnt out. I'm just done. And I need like until February in order of the following year to recenter again, I have never felt so centered. Like the way that I eat has changed. My sleep has changed. How I move, just everything, how I move my body, how I'm showing up in my business, like the way that I work, the simplification of my life, things that used to bother me don't bother me anymore. I can't even explain like the level of groundedness. And, you know, when I was going through my like one initiation or one form of my awakenings over the last couple of years, that really started probably at the beginning of 2020, or I say at the end of 2019 and into 2020, I think the beginning of 2020 was when I really said yes to it, to this path. Um, you know, now I don't even remember what I was going to say about that. <laughs> so, oh, I know what I was going to say. When I started on this journey, right? It was like, I just, I knew that I had no other option, but I was fumbling through it and it was exhausting. Like I, it was just, it was truly painful and uncomfortable. And, and I didn't believe that I could have a connection to spirit in the way that I do. And I, I like, I was like, Oh yeah, those people have that, but it's not, that's not for me. Like that's like, that's not for me in this lifetime. And it's all connected to exhaustion, the overworking, like the, the archetype of the unhealed masculine within my being was truly severing my connection with God, with my connection with my divinity. And so it's taken me two years of truly trying it on, experimenting, getting dirty, getting down in the trenches to be right because the programming is so deep and, and the grace that is required and the compassion that is required to truly allow for to unlock that potential within us like because there's a lot of cobwebs and there's a lot of muck that's in that shadow and so now what i've recognized is okay i'm coming into 
into harmony again with the, the archetypes of the divine feminine and masculine within my being, which we all carry. Therefore, my, my, my shadow of exhaustion is I don't feel exhausted anymore at all. Where I, it's so hard to explain, but there was also this over consuming because I was so exhausted. This is why my relationship with food and alcohol and working out and working, like I was like using these outside forms of energy to fulfill me and sustain me. And that's why it was always fleeting. And that's why there, that's why I never felt full. And it was exhausting. It was like empty calories, like empty fulfillment. And so the more I started to, and this was, I literally just learned about this, like, and this is how, when you truly follow the whispers of your soul that become louder and louder and louder, it's like, ah, yes, it all makes sense now. It's so affirming. So because I went there and I just kept coming home to, I don't want to be tired anymore. And I know that there's something here for me that I get to unlock. I get to feel good. I get to love living in this body and I get to help others through my own transformation, through simply being who I am and embodying that and radiating that into the world. And so resolve comes from deep relaxation. Resolve is the gift of the exhaustion. Once I start to transmute and meet and not make myself wrong for it and let go of the judgment and synthesize with, holy shit, this is where I am. I accept this. And what's what, what more is there here for me? What's underneath that? And I keep seeing when I'm outside and I've been working outside, I'm in my back porch right now, I've been just out here all the time in my backyard. And I'm watching these hawks and these birds just glide for what appear to be miles. And that's how I feel. I feel like there's no efforting anymore. It's just I engage, like I surrender and I engage in my surrender and I'm able to just sustain for like what feels like eons. And it's the best fucking feeling. And I'm like, oh my gosh, if I can help people come home to this, like, oh, like I want to be of service in this way. The world gets to feel how I feel. And then through that is the, the, the divine essence, the city. It's a Sanskrit word, city, S I D D. I think it's S I D D I H I H. I can't remember how to spell it. S I D D I H maybe. It's the divine essence. So it's like when I, meet myself in my mm, exhaustion, like really get underneath. What is this? Like, what is this exhaustion? Where is it coming from? And I begin to look at it and be in it and feel it and like get inside of it and just be in relationship with it. The resolve, it's like the deep relaxation, the pause, the space, everything that I've been embodying especially in the course of 2022 is now unlocking the divine will, which is like my desire to show up and to serve in my divinity as a human, you know, like on this, on this soul journey in human form. And so it makes so much sense that as I continue, like it started with me looking at it, acknowledging it, then beginning to accept this exhaustion 
which then allowed me to begin to resource my like replenish and feel resourced again from this deep place of life force energy, which is now unlocking my connection with the divine inside of me. And it's only allowing me to have more faith and trust in humanity, in this planet, in our evolution and why we're here. And I'm having so much more fun. So that, and that is what I radiate into the world. So that right there, is it 40? Hold on, let me look. So yes, the 40th gene key, the will to surrender. So the shadow is exhaustion, the gift is resolved and the city is divine will. So that's like my life's work. That is like, it's not what I'm physically doing, but it's the texture and the quality of everything that I do. And I feel that now, like everything that I'm teaching my clients, everything that I'm like truly embodying that I'm sharing is that. And I know that I'm just scratching the surface. And then with the... um. There's the, there's pairings that happen and and there's so much science between like the codons of our DNA and like truly how we're able to unlock these codes. And this is why we hear people say like codes and light and shadow and polarity and feminine and masculine. And what I feel truly inclined to do is to simplify that even more and to, and to create the solid understanding of like, oh yeah, there's literally like they're now able to scientifically show what happens like with photons in our DNA. That's, it's literally like light, light, right? Like moving from carbon to light in our DNA through science, (laughs) you know? And, and understanding like, oh my gosh, it's literally physics. It's just physics. And so even spirituality, like I'm, and part of the 40th gene key is there's this deep, um, there's this deep, like once you start to melt away, I'm like, oh yeah, spirituality. Like, I don't even know if I want to call call my connection anymore spiritual. It's just what is. It's just universal. And I, I feel like there's this deep desire to touch more of humanity from a simplistic way in a way where people can actually receive it because it's like we have people who are operating at a very dense level of consciousness. That's where the majority of the collective is residing. And so for those of us, if you're in this community, if you're listening right now, right? There's an elevated layer of consciousness. There's a lot, a lot of people in between that are missing out. (laughs) It's like, we need stepping stones sometimes. Like we need like building blocks in order to be able to receive and to acknowledge and to be like, oh yeah, I can, I can, this makes sense. Oh yeah, I can dig this. I connection and and communication with my own husband and my own family and and their questions that they have for me that I'm realizing like, you know, less is more and simplification is key. So I wanted to talk, talk about the 37th gene key, which is about family alchemy. The shadow is weakness. The gift is equality and the city is tenderness. And this is like truly what 
like the 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 quality that like the main thematic that my soul came here to evolve in and how the 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 my life's work and my evolution oppose each other right because it's in the shadow of my evolution that then catapults me into deeper surrender into deeper transformation and into deeper understanding that then feeds my life work. So recognizing like the gift in the shadow and why I love, I'm going to read a bit from this because there's a piece, the whole premise is around the divine the rise of the divine feminine on the planet and hearing it from an evolutionary perspective and from a place of neutrality and how it makes so much sense that I've truly come home in my femininity, right? And that has, of course, to soften and I'm no longer in that hamster wheel of exhaustion, right? So seeing how they feed each other. And so I, I kind of want to talk about this from a global scale, because again, we're all just the like, right, our, our lives and our journeys are the microcosm of really what's happening for the greater whole. And so this talks about, I'm just going to read a little bit. So the 37th shadow is undergoing a major mutation throughout humanity that will only build in speed and frequency as we move beyond its old boundaries and definitions. It is because of this mutation that the entire social structure of our civilization is crumbling. Here in the West, the traditional family unit is experiencing a natural demise, and at such times, great social change and unrest is much in evidence. Mind you, this book was written a hell of a long time ago, like probably a decade ago. <laughs> because of this inner rebalancing within the human psyche, the fabric of our society is being forced to change. The repressed feminine side of humanity is rising up to the surface once again, and this is changing the basic patterns of the traditional roles for men and women. The uprising of the yin force, which is the feminine, is actually beyond gender, but it is also confused by gender. Many women today are under the impression the time for women is coming and the time for men is over. This attitude is simply another form of the 37th shadow, which always overemphasizes one aspect of the polarity. So this is important because I've always felt this, like this is the dissolving of the patriarchy and it's also the dissolving of the matriarchy. And so when it's, it's like the rise of the feminine is not women are taking over the world. No, that's moving from one growth edge to the next, right? So the feminine is rising to meet the masculine we're not right. And, and eventually the masculine is going to serve the feminine, which I will explain a little bit more, but it's not from a place of men serving women. It's right. It's the feminine is the embodiment of int intuition, of wisdom, of feeling, of sensation, of heart, of slowing down, right? It's in the space. It's in the slowing down that we connect. And then the masculine is the action is what are we going to do about it? How are we going to bring this into form? So that's the difference. And that makes so much sense for my life, like how the shift. So now, right, I am the embodiment of the masculine serving the feminine in my life, in my being. And so that's my piece of, right, being of service to the whole because 
I'm meant to, it's part of why I'm here. And also the lines, there's six lines in, in gene keys. And so again, I don't want to get into all the astrology, but right, there's a, there's a lot of technologies that are comprised of this living wisdom, this living transmission. And I am line one for my life's work sphere of the gene keys and for my evolutionary sphere. Line ones, this is about aloneness. This is about being with myself. This is about trusting myself. This is about me creating something new. This is about me not looking outside of myself for for answers. Not, Of course, I can have mentors, but everything's got to come from within myself. That's not everybody's role. And so this is why I've spent so much time in solitude and why I I don't follow, I have zero followers or I'm like following zero people on Instagram and why I don't have any coaches or mentors right now. Like, you know, Gene Keys, this was the first book that I've read in a couple of years. And, and And I, and this is the space. It's like, I'm not reading anything anymore unless I can feel inside my body that like, this is meant for me. Like, this is, I'm ready for it. There's something here for me. And so I spent most of my life looking outside of myself for the answers, wanting mentors to tell me what to do, doctors, right? Like everything with my health, everything with why I even chose to be an engineer, never trusting myself, never having confidence, overworking. So everybody thought I was confident, but it's because literally like everything was rooted in my accolades, right? So it's like the more I achieved, the more like it looks like I had it together and the more it looked like that I loved myself and I was confident, but it was all bullshit. And so what's amazing about this is there's so much solitude that's required of this path. And I have this affirmation of like, okay, Lindsay, through your own transformation, you're, you're recognizing like, ah, okay, I'm embodying what's truly happening on the planet. And I'm not the only one, right? Like, but this is my flavor through my genetic makeup. And the more that I can come home to this, the more I can unlock my potential and have more fun and have more joy and experience more of life and the efficiency that I have and just like my connection and the depth of my relationships. And it's crazy. And I realized how much I lost myself in relationships, like how much I used community as a crutch, food as a crutch, wine as a crutch, working as a crutch friendships as a crutch. And now I'm like, oh, because of my aloneness and because of my trust in myself, I now have this ability to be the backbone of community and thrive in community. So, right. It's like, ah, I see. I'm, I'm, I'm like, ah, this makes sense, right? Like my aloneness is directly connected to my ability to thrive in community and to support community. And that also nourishes me. Okay, so I'll keep reading. The true definition of weakness can be seen when the feminine principle is witnessed serving the masculine principle, which is how the world has evolved and survived up to this point. Wherever you see the submission of the female to the male, you are seeing the 37th shadow in action. And it can result in only one phenomenon, exhaustion. The 40th shadow and programming partner of this 37th jinky. So you see how it played out in my life? In the way in the way our societies are currently structured, many women may feel impotent, financially dependent on men, 
um, on account of having to stay home and bring up children. Of course, there are always exceptions to this, but it is a general truism. The pole shift that is upon us will see the reversal of this tendency, so the masculine serves the feminine. One of the modern reactions to this is in developed societies can be seen in the large numbers of women having to go out of the home to work, usually leaving the children in some form of care or institution. Such a phenomenon can only create more division in the world since the ones who suffer are always the children. So right, noticing like my level of understanding of this is this is how we play a role in the evolution of the planet because, and it's okay, I, I wanna keep going. I'm gonna keep reading and then I'll share. The 37th shadow of weakness manifests both through Okay, through men who cannot see holistically and women who try to redress the problem in only one way they know how, through entering the male world of hierarchy and competition. All such social issues, as these invoke strong emotional reactions from both men and women, as do the same issues when connected to religion. There can be no answers to these imbalances from the human mind. They are simply a sign of the transitional times that we are living through. Because of the emotional charge between the yin and yang, between men and women, the great signs of the 37th shadow is your identification with your gender in the first place. The real issue is one of yin and yang, of an imbalance between archetypal forces, not between their manifestations. There are always exceptions to the general rules, so there is always room for individual uniqueness. So, you know, and it's so fascinating because it's like, I have this deep desire to step into motherhood. I know I'm going to be a mother. I know. I feel my spirit baby all of the time. And there's this sense of trust of it's not quite time because now I recognize and it makes so much sense why I'm having children later. And I believe we're going to start to see this more. We're going to start to see the shift in women having children later because we'll get into that as well. But from a form of biological age and longevity, Um, Like I have no fears around my body. Like I know, (laughs) I know that my body is going to be ready when uh, conscious conception and the whole process of, of, of pregnancy and, and laboring and motherhood, you know, it's like, I, I feel so different in my body. I feel so good. I'm so resourced. I feel so present. I'm so connected to like even foods and, and when I need to drink certain drinks and go to sleep that, you know, it's like, oh my gosh, this level of connection with my femininity needed to happen in order again for my role in my lifetime of changing the true dynamics between family life and vocation and motherhood and the nourishment and fostering of the children that are coming in in this lifetime that have a very different genetic makeup than we do. And and to be able to foster that. And so we're going to see institutions and systems change, which is why there's so much crumbling happening right now. And again, my life of truly deepening and my awareness and my embodiment of the harmony between the masculine and the feminine within my being is setting me up for a beautiful, unconditionally loving relationship with my unborn child children. And how that, like I am an initiator in that way of the new paradigm. And I feel that. 
And so I'm not in a rush anymore. I'm not afraid of like all the bullshit that society is going to try to tell me about geriatric pregnancy. And so, you know, it's like, and, and, and so this whole going first makes sense as a line one in my life's work and my evolution, because I am here to go first. I am here to question. I am here to really go inside and share what's coming through from within, you know, and through my own experience. And I'm like now so excited to become a mother from this resonance because it's like, oh my gosh, this is literally the future of, of the nuclear family. This is the future of our, of humanity. This is the future of the evolution of the planet. This is the future of, of consciousness. And I'm so excited. Can you feel my excitement? Because it's my participation. And all I'm doing is honoring myself, honoring my life. Like, right. I'm not sitting here like, oh my gosh, I have to heal the world. Oh my gosh, I have to heal the children. I'm like, no, I'm healing myself. I'm healing my relationship with myself. I'm fostering this relationship within me that then is going to allow for the most beautiful opportunity to create life and to create an environment, an environment that I didn't have, that my mother didn't have, that her mother didn't have. Just right? Not anyone's fault just because of where evolution was on the planet. And so there's this place of neutrality that happens. Like, you know, I don't, it's like the gender thing, you know, it's like, I really don't care. You know, I, it's like, I've never felt like attached to pronouns and all of that. Right. But it's like, I understand why some people do. And I understand why there's a lot of triggers and there's a lot of emotional charges related to gender because we went from a very constricted view to we're now moving to a more individualized view. And in that it's messy, in that there's growth edges, in that there's extremes. And so this is why I'm like, yeah, it's not the awakened woman. It's the awakened feminine. It's the archetype of the feminine that resides within every human that is rising that is awakening within us so that the masculine can serve the feminine which is actually what is in true harmony and it's what's going to allow the family life to be more in harmony the work life to to have a deeper understanding to have more compassion to be able to have conversations with people to be able to create solutions without all that charge And so that's why I changed the group, (laughs) the group name. And I've been feeling it for a bit. And, you know, I've felt that like, I'm going to work with men. I've worked with men a little bit. And it's like the feminine is rising in all of us. Like even my husband and creating a nourishing environment for him to express and to feel his emotions and to be in relationship with his sensitivity, right? It's like, the unhealed feminine, right? In our male counterparts, just like we have the unhealed feminine, I'm sorry, the unhealed masculine in all of us. So it's like meeting all of that shadow in order to come back into true synthesis of, of why we're here. And, um, and so I don't know what the future of this group holds, you know, this group for a long time served as a place that, to feel safe for me. <laughs> And for all of you, 
but I'm feeling that that resonance is starting to just dissipate and, and the group can be whatever we want it to be. Like I'm unattached, but you know, I'm, I'm sharing more publicly the, the podcast, you know, this will likely get turned into a podcast episode. So, you know, the podcast is really where I go deep on a lot of this introspection and, and, um, and just sharing more, just sharing more. And so I don't know. I don't know what, what, what the future holds. And, and I'm all, and I'm feeling drawn to eventually allowing really anyone in this group that's a conscious being. Um, but I'm not quite there yet. Like I just for now wanted to change the name and explain why. And, and like, and I really believe so Richard Rudd, who, you know, was a conduit for this transmission of the gene keys. I feel like I, there's something, there's something here that I meant to leave for the collective as a part of my life's work. And it could be when I'm 80 years old, it could be next year. And, and the importance of that, like how much this book and these teachings of innate wisdom have changed my life in just the few short weeks that I've been you know, like receiving and like drinking the nectar of it, you know, it's like, there's something that I'm here to create from the depths of my being. And I feel it and I'm unattached to when or what it looks like or how, but all I, all I get to do is just to keep showing up. But that level of responsibility and, and like the destiny of, yeah, it's encoded within my DNA. What a gift, what a gift that I get to leave the world with and feel so delightful in the process and create this beautiful family structure that then becomes the precipice of, you know, like future generations. And through my own learning and experience and being messy and experimentation and trying things on because experimentation is also a huge part of why, of, of what's encoded within me. And, um, and that just feels so, so good. So I don't know what's in store for me if I will start, you know, I, I've had people ask me to start doing, you know, gene key sessions for them as I'm playing, playing in these realms, because it does feel like once I read about it, I'm like, oh yeah, da, 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 and it just like connects and, and clicks. I don't know if I'll use it in my work, but it feels like I'm just going to keep leaning in and applying it to my own life and supporting friends and loved ones and clients with it. Um, but you know, it feels like there's something connected to our potential and not being victim, right? Just like not being victim to the astrology, to what's going on in the cosmos, not being victim to the cosmic weather, not being victim to our environment, not being victim to our genetics of like, oh, my mother was this and my father was that. And, and like being predisposed to these genetic conditions, like I can feel inside my body, our potential of how we can literally change anything. Like truly becoming supernatural, truly healing, like miraculous healing. And this is that level of like, I'm not afraid to die. I'm not afraid of disease. I'm not afraid of war. I'm just not afraid anymore because I'm like, oh my gosh, there's so much potential here that we get to unlock you know, and still feeling the humanness of like when we lose people to disease or to war or 
in general, when we lose people too soon, like, yeah, feel that, be in that, you know, be in relationship with the finitude of our life in this body, in this lifetime, right? It's like, I'm not afraid to die, but I, but what I am afraid of is like truly not living my potential, truly not leaning in to who I came here to be and what I came here to embody. Like that actually is what scares me more than anything else. And that fulfillment, that level of fulfillment. And that's what I'm afraid of more than anything is like, you know, limiting myself. But I did have a very mystical experience last night in the middle of the night. And maybe I'll share that because it was pretty, pretty profound. And it involved my, my friend Kate. And I, I woke up at 1212. Anyways, I don't want to get into it because I think I want to be with it for a little bit longer. But I do want to share it eventually because I, I feel like when I share some of these mystical experiences that literally you can't make up the synchronicity, the mysticism, the magic, the miracle of like, holy cow, I cannot believe it happened in this way at this moment in this time and being able to experience it with somebody else um, to affirm every once in a while is, is fun and to play in that space. So maybe I'll come in with another video sharing more about that because my, uh, my dream state has been pretty fun lately. <laughs> mm. Anyways, I haven't checked to see if there's been any comments. I've just kind of been wanting to share from the heart and not have any distractions, but would love to know what's opening up for you. And um, would love to hear if you're familiar with the gene keys. If, yeah, I would just love to hear if this lands. There's so much more in the 37th gene key, even with the myth, the myth of Christ and, 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 and Christ's beloved Mary Magdalene and just like, the tempering of sexuality, you know, just like so much of the feminine is in like the dark feminine too. And like the, the cosmic womb and the darkness and this, like all of it is coming back online. And, um, I'm here for it. I'm so here for it. So yeah, just share if you want. Send me a love note privately. I love getting emails and messages from you keep them coming. They, I don't know, you know, there's times where I feel like that's part of my, my, my evolution is truly like this lack of confidence and trust in myself. So it always helps my, um, the human part of me that questions every once in a while, although the, that the questioning voice is, is getting fewer and far between and a lot less loud. Um, but it still always helps to hear what's landing for you. So comment below, subscribe to the podcast, rate and review on the podcast. It just continues to spread the love. And, and that's truly what I'm, what I love to do and what warms my heart through my own experience. All right. Much love. Thanks for listening. Thank you so much for your presence and contribution and tuning in today. If you found value from this episode, I invite you to take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram. You can tag me at Lindsay Martin Ellis. I always love hearing from you. So I invite you to send me a love note via direct message and share your experience and ahas. Also, I have a beautiful free offering for you. If you have not already taken advantage of my free quiz to discover your unique soul's blueprint. 
so that you can activate your feminine frequency and embody more of you. You can find the link below in the show notes. And lastly, I invite you to leave a rating and review if any of my content in these podcast episodes resonates. This is the best and most effective way to support this podcast and reaching more people awakening around the globe. You can simply leave a quick review to share what you love most about my teachings and how this has impacted your life. Thanks again so much for being here from the bottom of my heart. And we'll see you next week for another episode of Soulshine Radio. Sending so many love and blessings.